This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ventan with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode. How is everyone doing today? I hope you guys are well, you know. Um, a lot has been happening on the news. I don't know if you guys be checking the news, but a lot have been happening um, overseas, like other countries, over the, all over the world. So that's why I just wanted to make sure I check, check on everyone. I hope you guys are well. Um, I hope you're not letting what's happening in the news or happening over the world affect your health and all of that stuff. Yes, you should be concerned, but definitely take your concerns to prayer, okay? Take it to God in prayer, So, because um, God is the answer to all things. But um, welcome, everyone. If you are new to this podcast, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to check out this podcast. And I hope you continue um, coming back. We release new episodes every Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central Time. So I hope you come back next time. And for the OGs, thank you so much for your continued support. I genuinely do appreciate you guys. Your continued support is so out of this world. I love you guys so much, and um, thank you for rocking with me. So, guys, we do have Vent to God Bible Study, and this is um, Bible Study just for women. If you are interested in growing um, in your work in Christ, with Christ, um, you want to grow in your knowledge about God, you know, we do Bible study. This time around, we do um, a deep study on book of John. So we are studying the book of John. We finished chapter one. We are on chapter two now. So if you're interested, please send email. Ventarwithconnyayahoo.com so we can bring you in. Um, we welcome everyone. As far as you're a lady, a woman, um, we welcome you. It doesn't matter how old you are. Where you're from, your race, whatever it might be, you are welcome. Because we are what? One in Christ. Okay, guys, in today's episode, I will be talking to those born-again Christians, new believers, those that have been walking with Christ for a long time, that feel sometimes they are losing in life. Maybe your peers are succeeding in life and you believe um why you are not rich like them because you chose to walk in the path of righteousness you felt like you are missing out in life you have lost friends family members roles in the movie industry for those in in movies for those that are like an actor actresses or inspired to be one and you also lost jobs as well too all in the name of honoring god I'm here to tell you, one, you're not alone, and I will be providing encouraging words to you. And hopefully, whenever you feel that way, you can use this episode to uplift your spirit. If you're interested in hearing what I have to say, don't move an inch, and we'll be back right after this. Keep on listening. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so today's episode is going to be about giving it all up for good. You're wondering, what is she talking about? What are we giving it all up? Well, trust me, 
you will get the gist um, as the episode goes on. But we will be talking about what it means to be giving it up and the cost of giving it all up. And towards the end, provide encouraging words. So this topic came about, of course, from my morning devotion. So um, it was inspired by this Bible verse, Matthew 19. I will be focusing on Matthew 19, 16 to 30. So basically, the whole gist of Matthew 19, 16 to 30 is, um, is about the rich man and Jesus and Jesus encouraging believer to be steadfast in him and look forward to um, our everlasting life and unending reward that he has promised us. So. That's basically the premises of this um, Bible verse. So basically, I will begin by reading the verse and then comment as I go. Because um, I just like to, you know, give my little um, two cents, I guess, what was going through my mind when I was reading this verse. And hopefully it will be an encouragement to everyone listening. It will be a blessing to um, everyone listening. So we're going to go ahead and flip our scriptures to Matthew 19. So hold on just a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Okay, let me stop. Okay, so we are Matthew 9. Matthew 19. And then we're going to start from 16. So I'm going to read um, as follows. And the word of God read. Someone came to Jesus with this question. And I'm reading the NLT just in case if you're wondering. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher. What good deed must I do to have eternal life? Then verse 18 says, Why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? The man asked. And Jesus replied, You must not murder, you must not commit adultery, you must not steal, you must not testify forcefully, honor your father and mother, love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 20 says, I have obeyed all this commandment. The young man replied, What else must I do? Jesus told him, If you want to be perfect, Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad for he had many possessions. Oh my gosh. Um, let me stop for a moment and just give my own comment about this. So um, basically, you already know what's happening here about the rich man approaching Jesus, asking Jesus, what must I do? What good this must I do to inherit the kingdom of God, you know? And, and I, I believe I could be wrong. When this man came to Jesus asking about what good this he must do, he, he probably believed because he's rich, there's no good deeds he cannot do, you know, because he can afford it, you know, stuff like that. For him to have that effrontery, that um, audacity to even be asking this, he probably believes in his mind that he can do these things, you know. There's something that he can do to, to justify himself going to heaven, you know, making it to heaven. And it's so funny when Jesus mentioned, oh, keeping the commandment about, you know, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, and you must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother, love your neighbor as yourself. Most of us probably going to see this was like, okay, this is check, 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 Mike. 
I, I, I don't do this thing. Like, I meet all these criteria, right? So I'm sure, you know, it's not just only this rich man that is thinking this way. Some of us have been in this situation where we just look at ourselves feel like, okay, we're good. We justify all these things, you know? We are good in all this area. Because that's exactly what this young man said. You know, it's easy for us to point fingers and be like, why would this man think, oh, he had pride? Why would, why would he think that way? Trust me, if it was you, you probably would think the same way. But um, this is all about us learning, you know, because when you're reading the word of God, it is basically reading you as well, too. You have to put yourself in that um, scenario. You have to put yourself in that word of God, as in as you are that man experiencing these things or you are around there. So it will be real to you, you know. It will be like you are in the scripture, you are living out scripture. So basically, because um, when I read it at first, I was like, no, why would this man say that, oh my God, he's so arrogant? And I thought about the thing that he listed in our own human mind, right? Because you, you're not killing anybody now, right? You haven't killed anybody. You haven't, for those that probably stayed faithful, they didn't, if you're married, you haven't really cheated on your husband, that would be check mark. You haven't committed adultery. And then you have not steal. For some people, like, I haven't robbed a bank or stuff like that. I haven't steal. So it will be check mark. And you, must, and you must not testify forcefully. Some people will be like, no, I don't tell bad things about people. You know, I don't testify forcefully. You can also say check mark on yours on that area too. And they say honor your father and mother. Some people do honor their mother and their father. You know, they, this, they will also meet that mark, you know. So and, uh, the last one is love your neighbor as you love yourself. You will also think, oh my gosh, I'm even helping charity. I'm, I'm always doing this foundation. Or, you know, all this nonprofit um, organization participating in my community. You will think also you check mark all distance. So there's really no difference between that rich man and us, you know. So um, we had to put ourselves in this situation. So And it's so sad when Jesus told him, you know, for you to be perfect, you must go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And the man left so sad that he has so many possessions. How many of us can sell everything we had and give it to the poor in the name of following Jesus? Let's just be honest and think this true, you know. It's easy to point fingers, but think about it. Reflect on this, you know. Can you do that? That's why this man was so depressed. You know why? Because his earthly possession that he have is his all. Because if you ask him, he would say, I worked hard for this. I, made, I did this for myself, you know. I'm a self-made billionaire. I'm a self-made millionaire or whatever. I work hard. So that's probably what he thought about. I was like, no, there's no way I can let all this thing go. That's why he's so sad because he treasured those possessions. He treasured his riches that he have accumulated on this earth. That's why he thought, I was like, no, there's no way I can let that go because those possessions were so precious. It was so dear in his heart. So that's why he couldn't let that go. And this is so sad. Let's continue reading. Then Jesus, then Jesus said to his disciples, I'm on verse 23 now. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. It is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I will say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Isn't that so sad? 
Verse 25 say, The disciples were astonished. Then who in the world can be saved? They asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. How many of us have used this um, verse in the wrong context? A lot of us have used this verse like, you know, in, with, you know, in God, all things are possible in the wrong context. We have used it out of context, basically. And like, for example, when you want a car and you desperately, you really, really desire that car or whatever it might be. You, and then even though it might seem impossible to you and then you're going to say to yourself, but with God, all things are possible. <laughs> How many of us have done that? You know, when I was reading this, this chapter and I get to this point, I was like, oh, like I have been using this verse in the wrong way for a long time. I've been using it in the selfish way. Let me tell you why it is wrong. Okay, you know, when you, we had to follow the context, what was happening. So Jesus has said that it's hard for rich people to let go of this, their things. It's going to be hard for them to inherit the kingdom of God, all those things. So the disciples hearing this, they were so shocked. They were so surprised. And they felt almost hopeless. And then they asked Jesus, then who in the world can be saved? What are they talking about saved? They're talking about salvation. They're talking about inheriting the kingdom of God. Then Jesus answered them, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. Why did he say humanly speaking is impossible? Because we already know we are we inherited our sinful nature from Adam. We are human beings without Jesus Christ saving us, we are inherently evil. Like the heart is desperately wicked. It says that in Jeremiah or something in the book. The heart is desperately wicked, you know, because of the sinful nature we have. We cannot save ourselves. For us, because in us, we have those things. As many times you try to do the right thing, but you will end up failing at some point. You cannot seem to do it the right thing every day perfectly all the time. You cannot. Maybe in two days you might get it right, then the other day you will fail. That's why we keep saying nobody is perfect, right? Because it's true. Nobody's really perfect. That's why Jesus said, uh, humanly speaking, it is impossible because we cannot save ourselves, you know? But with God, he said, with God, everything is possible because it has to take God to come to this earth, walk in this earth, and die for our sins, and his blood saved us. His blood washed away our sin. And he did that atonement that he did for us in the course of Calvary. That's why he says, Jesus said, with God, everything is possible. That's why it takes God. It has to be only God. It has to be the blood of Jesus that saves us. It has to be there because we cannot save ourselves. I know a lot of people will tell you, you are enough, all those things. And I have, I have even made that mistake, believing that we, you are enough. If you think you are enough, why do you think you need someone to tell you you are enough? I'm telling you, it's really okay for you not to be enough. You need help. We seek that help. For us to save ourselves, we need something outside of us. And who is that person? It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ that can save us. With Jesus Christ, we are enough. But without him, we are not enough. I'm sure they have all these classes 
accessible to everyone to take all the self-help book all this whole thing they have may you know what what's the other word you know motivational speakers all those things there's nothing wrong with them but you wonder why you would use all this word but still it doesn't last it still doesn't like us you're still gonna go back to it you need christ you you're not enough you need christ to make you whole you need Christ. And the whole that I'm talking about is not just only physical wholeness. I'm talking about spiritually, physically, everything. With Christ, everything is possible. So in this context, that's what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is not talking about, oh, you want this job. Even though it might seem impossible, then you're going to be like, with God, everything is possible. That's not what Jesus is talking about in this area. He was talking about just salvation making it to the kingdom of God, those that are saved, those that will inherit the kingdom of God, that's what he's talking about. That's why Jesus has to die for us, for us to be saved. So that's what this contest is talking about. Yes, with God, everything is possible, definitely, because God turned the impossibility to possible. Yes, he can do that. But don't start having this home, like unrealistic expectation, thinking, oh, because of you want this. And God says, and in, in God's word says that with God, everything is possible. You say, I have God, it will be possible. Maybe it might not be God's intention for you. It might be God's, God's plan for you. You know, so we need to always make sure that whatever that we are planning to do, whatever that we desire, it has to be submitted to God's um, purpose. You have to be submitted to God. God's plan, okay? So just because that whatever that you wanted didn't work out does not mean God has failed you. No, God has not failed you. You know, he never really promised that to begin with, you know? So we need to be careful when we are declaring and, you know, talking about what God has promised. So make sure that it's actually what the scripture is saying, whatever scripture you are using. Make sure it's actually what it's saying. And, and be careful using scriptures, out of context because that's when people will start getting hurt and they will start blaming god or blaming their pastors or blaming whoever they could and then they say oh a church hurt oh i stopped going to church oh christianity is a fraud no you misunderstood it in the first place that's what the issue is okay so make sure we are using the the scriptures in the right context so let me continue verse 27 then peter said to him we have given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Then verse 28, which is main point of this episode. Jesus replied, I assure you that when the word is made new, what he's talking about is W-O-R-L-D. When the word is made new and the son of man sits upon his glorious throne, you have been my followers who also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, let me stop here. Okay, if you want to understand more about what Jesus is talking about, if you have read the book of Revelation, then you hear about the 24 elders and all those things. And this is where, um, I think that's what Jesus is talking about because the 12 disciples also have a role to play when it comes to the end times and all of that stuff. So, um, their reward is also in, in, in heaven. And um, like Jesus told them, they're going to get the 12 thrones, you know. So um, because they gave it all, you know, they basically followed Jesus his whole life, you know. But um, that would, Jesus chose them, not the other way around. They just made that clear. So to get more understanding on that, I think that's what Revelation was talking about. 
And um, so I don't want to go in depth because I haven't really studied that one in depth. But that's just what it reminds me. Verse 29 says, And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. Oh my gosh. Now verse 30 says, But many who are the greatest now will be least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Isn't this such a marvelous thing to hope for, to look out for, to put your trust in? God is assuring us that, like, because I know it can be difficult. It's always the way when you give your life to Christ, when you become born again, that's when like some sufferings or some difficulties that you never really experienced before, you will start experiencing it. And I'm not talking about difficulties as in, it might not, might not even be you becoming a wretched, poor, or eating, you know, one square meal a day. It might not even be that. It can be something simple as, you know, the way you have, the friends you have, how you get along with people, how people love you. They will stop loving you because of that because now... You are people set apart. You know, you are the holy nation. All those things. You have become God's, the apple of God's eye. So they will know there's something different about you. And you know people don't like the truth. That's when, you know, you start setting apart from them. Actually, it's not even going to be you doing this thing. They would start leaving you. They would start thinking that, oh my God, this guy is just too spiritual or this guy is just too too spiritual they might not even want to be your friends like you will lose a lot of friends and i will going to talk about families too a lot of people have lost family members because they gave their life to christ you know so these things happen and those ones are very painful too and jobs you lost so many jobs because there's some jobs because if you realize when you said when you become a born again you realize like your life is different, you know? It's not everything the world is doing that you will do. You are in the world, but you are not of the world. So you know that for you to actually be people set apart, you have to be set apart. It's not because everybody's doing it, you would do it. And a lot of young people go through this too. When they give their life to Christ, they become born again. And um, they say they make promise to God to keep themselves until they get married. They probably will lose a lot of, you know, friendship and um, also romantic relationships. Some guys might not want to date them because of that. They feel pressures. Their, their, their peers will make fun of them and think that they're not cool. They're not going to be among the cool crowd. So many things. Or because of you are trying to walk a path of righteousness, you don't want to be cussing. You don't want to be doing all sorts of things like clubbing or smoking, stuff like that, you know? You just decided to God that... You just decided to honor God by not doing those things. Trust me, if you are young, you're going to lose a lot of friends because young people, that's what young people do these days. You're going to be the odd one out. I'm telling you. They're going to think that you are not cool and they will not want to hang out with you. It's, so it don't have to be you. It, it don't have to be you necessary cutting them out. They will start leaving on their own because they will start becoming uncomfortable around you because that, that spirit in you is what's making them uncomfortable. They just can't, you know, stand it, you know, because they're getting convicted when they're around you. They have to be confronted with their sins. They don't want to do that. They want to still be living in whatever they're living in. They don't want to change. So they have to stop hanging out with you. 
you know so and you probably wonder what did i do i'm trying my best to get along with them trust me these things will happen a call to christian life is not a life for convenience people need to realize this it's not a life to be it's not a life of convenience for you to do what you want to do use your liberty you have in christ to just do whatever you want to do oh god christ have paid it all that's not what it's about jesus said if you love me take your cross and follow me you know so these things these things are necessary and jesus have already told us that these things gonna happen you know so when these things are going just always remember that when you are losing those friends or jobs you can't take some jobs because some jobs you know they require you to do some things that will be ungodly that will be that wouldn't be christ-like you know and you have to reject them and that probably would you know, make you take a while to get a job. That means you have to live on on uh, on some certain income. You know, until you get a good, decent job, it will take time, and it will be also that will also be suffering. And you'll be thinking, okay, why is the other people progressing, but I'm not? You know, trust me. I want you to always remember, like Jesus said here, and everyone who has given it up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and inherit the eternal life i also want to read um matthew the matthew um 7 verse 24 to 27 it says anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it it is wise like a person who builds a house on a solid rock through the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house it won't collapse because it is built on a bedrock but anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand when the rains and floods comes and the winds beat against the house it will collapse with a mighty crash so when you are doing all these things for Christ's sake, remember, for Christ's sake, it's not just you doing it because you want to do it or look holy. You are actually doing it for Christ's sake and you will know that because your conscience, you'll be at peace with your conscience because you know once you give your life to Christ, you have the Holy Spirit, right? So you will know these things where you are actually doing it for yourself or, or are you doing it for God. So when you are doing this thing for the sake of Christ, you know, you are nothing but a wise person. Because we know as us children of God, when we are building, we are building on a rock, you know. We don't want to be foolish and build it on the sand that will be washed away by the rain. And what is this talking about? It's talking about the end times. You know, this whole thing we have on this earth is nothing. When the world is over, this whole thing will be destroyed. It won't be nothing. When we get to that heaven, this whole thing, these things people are fighting. Who is the next president? Who isn't the next president? Who have the richest... um, um, whatever company or not, who's the richest, who isn't the richest, these things will matter once we all die. How many of these rich people that have died, that took their money with them when they die, what happened to them? They get buried. And then their money, probably their children or whoever, if they write the will, will get there. They don't have a say anymore. You're not going to see them anymore here. And then after years goes by, they get forgotten. If they are really famous, okay, maybe they will do like a remembrance of them, maybe in their birthday, on their death day, or whatever it is. You know, if they are really, really famous, they might get like a um, um, honorary or something, like a recognition in our word or something, if they were really a prominent person in their industry. 
That's the highest you can get. But how many times are they going to keep doing that? Because there's some other people that will die, that will might, might be more famous or more relevant. Then they'll start doing those people. These things does not last. None of them take their money with them. That's it. It is gone. So guess what? You don't build your, your house on the sand because that's the sand is not strong you'll be washed away that's why you don't build the, your treasures here on this earth let me go and get that verse two that said there um that's matthew 6 well we're on a row on matthew today okay so matthew 6 verse 19 um 21 says that one so i don't want to quote it run i don't want to paraphrase so i'm gonna go ahead and read it word for word 1921 matthew 6 1921 says don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Okay? Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And the rich man, if you remember the one we read, Matthew 19, the rich man was so sad that he had to let go of his possession because he had a lot of possession. Do you know why he's so sad? Because his heart lies on that treasure, lie on that um, um, possession that he has. That's why he cannot let it go because he's just so dear in his heart. But the funny thing is when he dies, he's not going to die with this treasure. So for us, believers for us children of god we don't build our treasure here on this earth whatever we own on on this earth our life our heart does not depend on it okay because we know it can be snatched out of us anytime by death or whatever it might be losing a job or whatever it might be Okay, so you don't put your life, your life don't depend on it. When it's taken away from you, then you feel down, you feel, don't do that. Yeah, you'll be concerned a few times, but you need to also bring yourself up to realize nothing is permanent, okay, until we get to heaven. So always remember this, when you are feeling down, you feel like everybody have abandoned, you feel like you're not being part of the cool kids in your school or in the society or in the social media, always remember this. This whole social media thing, when the whole world is, oh, this whole thing is done, the whole world is going to be destroyed. It will be, it will be destroyed as well, okay? And these things does not matter. Guess what matters? Your soul, where your soul is going. And I pray that your soul is going to heaven. So that's where your concern should be. That's where your focus should be. And know this suffering that we are going through on this earth is temporarily because what we are going to experience in the everlasting life, in the hope that we find in Christ, is far more greater than what you will ever experience here on this earth, if you ever be, even if you become the richest woman or the richest man on earth. Do you know the richest man on earth is still not richer than King Solomon? God always keep his words, okay? He always keep his word. When he promises us these things, these things will come to pass. And we know we can rejoice, put our life on this um, hope of um, everlasting life that God has given to us through Jesus Christ. We know we have that assurance, okay? We can have our life depend on it because once he says it, it will happen. 
his word does not come back to him void okay so that's just all i want to say to you guys so if you are feeling down make sure that you always take it to prayer and with the help of the holy spirit i pray that your spirit will be uplifted and please get into the word of god because the word of god is like a double-edged sword it will cut deep the way it will uplift your spirit you're gonna be like whoo child like why would i even feel this like why would i even think that i'm anything less you know you even realize that this is just a waste of emotions you know because now you realize who god says you are not whatever anybody says you are and if you have forgotten god says you are people set apart you are holy nation you are a royal priesthood you're apple of god's eyes you are wonderfully made in god's image God loves you so much. And in Romans 8, God says, nothing, absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing above, nothing below, not the angels, not the devil himself, not even your own thoughts. Because you know sometimes doubt can come in, we start confusing ourselves. Not even your own thoughts, yourself, can separate you for the love of God. As far as you are in Christ, you have given your life to Christ, you are saved, you are saved once and for all. Because Christ has paid it all once and for all. Because Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore, there shall be no condemnation for those in Christ. All right, guys, that's what I wanted to share with you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't know. I think I probably have to name this. Um, is this going to be like a series where um, it's going to be a new segment where I'll probably be sharing my morning devotion or, you know, what I'm learning in my morning devotion, uh, maybe morning devotion series or whatever it might be so you guys won't be confused like why she bring in the bible all over we are talking about the bible now so so you would know you know what to expect because i like to go in depth when i'm studying the word of god i like to talk about it i mean this what i just did now is not that much in depth because when i do a deep study we had to do like word search what does this mean what does this say how does it apply in my life all those deep ones, but I'm not about to do that. Probably in the other series, I will do that. But this series, maybe I will title it Money Devotion Series. What do you guys think? I want to hear from you guys. So you will know what to expect whenever I bring this type of episode. All right, thank you guys so much. Make sure you come back next time. Remember, we release new episodes every Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central Time. And um, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to or follow whatever they ask you to do. Please do that so you'll be notified each time we release a new new episode. Remember, God loves you and I love you too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.